0: Citizens of the Verse, we are back at it again with another episode of Readcast. We're a Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. My name is Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my ever illustrious denizen of New Jersey, Chekhov. Say hi, Chekhov.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm actually very excited uh, this week because we—I uh, would say—we almost have a celebrity with us as a guest, and I can't wait to hear his input.
0: Chekhov is excited, but he's got one tone in his voice. Make sure that your bags are packed, your Novikov armor is on, and your grenade launcher is set so we can let the adventure begin. Tonight, as Chekhov hinted, we have a special guest tonight. He's a YouTuber, an org member. Please welcome Earth. Earth, hey welcome yeah. to the show.
2: Thank and you, thank tell you. tell us
0: a little bit about our about yourself and your content.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on the show. So uh, my content for the YouTube, it's predominantly Star Citizen based, and it tries to go, I would say, the path less traveled for the most part. I try to probe into some of the deeper aspects of the game and just unearth a little bit more than what's on the surface to be able to play and do.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Chekhov actually found us through you, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Chekhov?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right.
0: Yeah, so it's amazing to bring these two powerhouses together. Um, So, uh, you know, my first question, as always, is what have you guys been up to in the verse this past week? Earth, why don't you start?
2: I have been beavering away, putting together a great uh, multi-crew video that was actually part of Reed. Uh, I had a lot of the Reed Corporation to come together and put that for this week's video. It's going to be posted this Friday. It it came together really well uh, because it's part of this uh, 10 days on microtech series I've been putting together. Again, kind of exploring all the different things you have to do. But I will say that I'm actually struggling getting it all fit into 10 days. I wound up with more things to do that would fit in 10 days. Uh, Oh,
0: that's amazing.
2: Yeah, there was actually a lot of things that I'm going to leave on the table and just do separate videos about. But this one uh, was a great kind of MMO multi-crew experience. Really excited about this one.
0: Amazing. I'm excited to see it. I, I sort of saw rumblings of it in Discord and didn't have the opportunity to join in at the time. Uh, so I can't wait to see what you guys came up with. Did you guys hear my cats? Ter- oh,
1: a little bit. But that's I think my normal. cats are brawling in the other room. Probably Sounds like Fight
0: Club and Cats hungry for flesh. Um, Chekhov, what about yourself? What have you been up to?
1: Well, I actually am uh, in the PTU, finally. And we uh, really was anxious to look at the 100 series. So I took out a 135 because I uh, heard a lot about it. And it's not so much more that it's a huge, big, glorious ship, but what it actually brings to the game, because I think it it sort of brings, uh, well, maybe back, I don't know, but I've never seen this before. So right now I'm looking at a HUD, right? And I uh-huh. see on the right lower side, Strike Force 2, 6. I've never seen the missile count on a HUD before. So oh, that's yeah. new for me. Right. And then on the left, opposite from that, I see total flare and total shaft count. Also, have not seen that before.
0: Yeah. They're definitely yeah. trying to integrate a real sort of um, button press in the HUD. And yeah. I think they're trying to show you everything that they can within the HUD.
1: So that's, yeah, right. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. All work. I mean, they actually physically work, they toggle. I mean, I could see them yeah. So that, that's kind of pretty – I mean, look, the, the, I agree the ship is a little sluggish. I mean, I would still not get it. I mean, you know, for a light fighter, this is not it for me. My favorite is still the Glideus. Uh, but, um, hey, but, but I think what, what I really – what I am appreciating is where, yet again, Star Citizen is heading. Is these you know, we always talk about it, these subtle improvements that we see in the game that you know they're taking this in the right direction and i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm personally liking that
0: yeah i mean it's been interesting so i've i've been playing ptu um spoiler alert since our last episode pretty much almost right after we published um ptu went to wave one and since then it's gone to a wider ptu so mm-hmm. we're now in open ptu um I would imagine we'll probably see a live build for this weekend, ideally. Um, But I've been playing... I've been dying a lot, just trying to get to my ship. Um, That's where I left Mm -hmm. off. So this is the first time I've actually played since, I think, Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've been dying a lot, and I've been dealing with this weird bug uh, that you get when you have... um, when you use the scroll wheel for certain things and you try to exit it using using the F right click. I don't know if they fix mm-hmm. this because I haven't haven't seen the latest patch notes, but when you do that, you kind of get stuck facing one position and you can't tilt your head at all. Uh and I'm in New Babbage right now and I'm noticing the elevator buttons once again are off center,
1: mm. which
0: happened the last time we went to PTU in three ten, I think dot two. Um but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing, um, which leads right into what's been going on in the verse. You know, we we, we have Wave 1 PTU. We've gone to Open PTU. Um, Earth, how, how's your PTU experience been thus far?
2: Uh, so far, it's been good. You know, you guys were talking about the the 100i, the 100 series. I was really looking forward to this ship. I think it's good when CIG introduces another choice for new players to come in yeah. and, and be able to, yeah, to come in and you know, have another ship. Uh, it's a little different from the uh, others, but I, I will say there is one thing. I'm not too worried about its maneuverability. I think that's something they can balance, uh, but I was a little disappointed at the price points of the three ships. Yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, I was really hoping they would come in just a little bit lower. I mean, uh, you know, from kind of looking around there, it looks like as a standalone ship, it's going to be $20 more than like an Aurora MR.
1: Yeah. So,
2: yeah, you know, so from going from 25 to 45 for a new player, uh, that that could be, be a big difference there. And, and, you know, I know there's a big discussion about, what constitutes a starter ship, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always a big thing. But for me, uh, I kind of use uh, what's in the industry for other games, and what you know, what are they selling for? If you were to go and get you know a triple A, quadruple A game out there, how much do they cost? And really, you don't really find anything other than like subscription models, much over sixty or sixty five dollars. So to buy mm-hmm. the ship. You know, and by the game package, you know of the Aurora, if that's forty five and the just the one hundred eye, if it's twenty dollars more, that puts it at sixty five dollars. That's right at the upper edge. And to me, you know, looking at those three ships, uh, I really kind of like the I'll admit it, I like the cargo variant, which is sixty dollars standalone. so that's eighty five dollars probably, <laughs> you know, eighty to eighty five dollars. To buy into the game if that's the ship that you have your eye on so i was a little yeah. disappointed at that
1: oh well, wait so yeah. let, uh, let's say uh, so let's just go through it again so when you're getting a game it's still 45 for the aurora right but you're saying if you enter for any of the uh origin series you're up to 85 or, no, or 100 starts with 65.
2: Well, it's like the, the cargo variant is $60 standalone. So I okay. assume that you could immediately add $20 for the game package on top of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, right, that's what you mean by standalone. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Because Aurora is 45 with the game package, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Now I, got, I get it. So, right, that's what brings it. And then, and then Avenger... Uh, still sits below that, though?
0: No, Avengers higher in price. Hmm.
2: But, you know, I could buy a standalone 315P for 65 So, you know, you're looking at the cargo variant of the 100 series versus a 315P. I'm going to pay the extra $5 and get twice as much cargo for a 315P. Yeah. And equivalent weapons and I get a fridge and a sink, you know, and uh and a gun rack and maybe even a little closet, you know, some other things. So, you know, I like I said, that's why I was a little I'm kind of using the price point for a new player and saying, well, how do I, how much am I going to invest in this in this game to play?
0: Yeah, hopefully hopefully it's it's more of an in game startership for people because it's great if you're going to pay in game money because yeah, the luxury tax makes sense. Um, it makes it makes sense for bigger ships, but like when you're comparing origin to origin, it doesn't make sense. It's like right. Okay. So, so, so,
1: so the the path that I followed, I started with the Aurora, and then I bought the Avenger in game. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I upgraded an, an Avenger with uh, real money, and then I bought other ships in game. So I really felt that you know the Avenger was kind of you know. The right sort of starter ship to begin with, so and, and yeah. still, I still think the same thing. I, mean, I don't like think
0: you can go right. wrong with an Avenger as like sort of a souped-up starter ship. That's what it really is. It's like a slightly more expensive starter ship. That's when you're paying more than the game price. I can't recall what it is. But I used to have the Avenger game package, but it's been so long. Oh, my windows are open, and there's an airplane. Going by, so I hope that's not too loud.
2: Yeah, I bought that beautiful 315P in game, and uh, Mm -hmm. I I was actually thinking I might buy one of the 100 series in game, but I guess we'll just have to see how much alpha UEC that winds up being, you know, in the game. That's right. I have to say the one thing I
0: love about the event, um, not the Avenger, the um, the 100I series is they don't. Require an animation to get into the ship. It's a free walk staircase, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. which, yeah,
0: which is new. It's kind of that size and that
2: that staircase. That's good wood coming down, and that's nice, isn't it? That's right. It's
0: feel fancy stepping on that. You don't. You don't walk. You strut.
1: Yeah, and let me tell you, from the immersion standpoint, right, so you kind of park your ship on on, on the planet's surface, you open your door, and you're kind of freely sort of sitting on your back bed and having a cup of coffee, right? And you kind of can stroll in and out. So I do agree, it's probably one of the few ships that offers it, if not the only one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, compared to, like, normally you sort of have to have that awkward transition animation to your yeah to your ship's ladder or staircase, and then, then you walk in instead, the ladder just presents itself just like one of the larger ships. And then you just walk on top and get in and close it. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure that's the way that they'll go for everything, but you know, I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing that that'll be the case. Um, So, yeah. So then this week we weren't treated to an inside Star Citizen because they're on their three week hiatus. So this is week one of of three weeks. Um, But we did see a Star Citizen live, which was all about making mountains, a.k.a. terrain. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it because I, as a viewer, don't like when they create something from scratch while we're watching I like when they show us, you know, something that they've built. Um, earth. Did you happen to catch that episode? I did. What'd you
2: think? Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of the kind of planet art stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that, that goes yep. on there. Uh, I, I like the fact that there's a lot of, uh, I'll call it altitude variations mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah. Uh, it means that I'm coming in and the planet on the dark side, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably going to want more readouts. I would say, you know, yeah. I, I could be, uh, I don't want to, you know, face plant onto a mountain. Yep. Uh, so, so I like that, but you know, uh, it's, it's more of the art tech, which is always cool to see. Uh, but, yeah. uh, don't have much, I wasn't overly impressed because it seemed like just kind of another extension of, you know, just kind of improving the look and feel.
0: Yeah. I mean, the most it does for me is make me go, Oh wow! You're showing me exactly how quickly you could build a planet or a or a moon. You know, because they just show how quickly they could spin something up and make the terrain vary, um, which is great. But then it's also like, okay, well, we're waiting on some planets and moons,
2: <laughs> so it's like
0: I can't wait until you get me some planets and moons. I'd love to see those.
2: Yeah, you know, when um, it comes to I'm the sure hard... by next. Oh, I'm sorry. When it comes to the art stuff, you know, I almost kind of like some of the lighting and audio stuff a yeah. little better. Because that, that really, that captures my immersion more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's also, it's interesting, but it's also sort of, it doesn't promise something to come without showing you something to come. You know what I mean? It's more showing you broader tech. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what about you, Chekhov? Did you check it out?
1: Yeah, I uh, sorry, but I, I couldn't watch it. It just got that was like real boring. <laughs> so I kind of clicked off and you know, this uh, you know, I gotta see something a little bit more exciting coming from them. Uh yeah. but on the other hand, I do agree with Earth. I mean, to me the the shadow, the lighting and by the way, I was gonna mention that is it me or again, it's my first time in BTU, I mean, yet again, they improved the graphics. It's either the lighting or the shadow, something. I can't put my finger in it, but there's just something better.
0: Well, they've been improving... Well, the lighting, they've been improving. They've been improving shadows. They've been improving sort of... I think they've been improving frame rates, sort of server behavior. So... Yeah, I I mean, I just noticed it now as I'm in the PTU. I'm writing in a 135, um, is it an A, 135A, whatever the case may be. I just quickly flew up to Port Tressler, and actually it was behaving unexpectedly. I actually saw Port Tressler, and now all of a sudden as I'm talking about it, it went right completely into shadow. So that was a weird little defect that we weren't expecting.
1: Yeah, PO yeah. never fails. I, as soon as I took my <laughs> step off the ship, they snatched the ship right under me. Literally, one, one leg was still on the ship, one leg was off, it's gone. They don't yeah. really give you enough time. There's
2: no loitering, Chekhov, no lording. Nope. I
0: got you. Nope. Uh, lorder free zone. Uh, so what I think is the most interesting thing that's been happening in the first this week is is you know everyone's been speculating CitizenCon con would have been this saturday everyone's been talking about CitizenCon, con citizen con yeah. and obviously back in may we knew that wasn't going to happen but we didn't know what was and so uh you know cig came out this week and essentially said i'm not going to read word for word because that's just a waste of time they essentially said hey we've been seeing that people are expecting digital citizen con. This isn't going to be digital citizen con. So mm. I'm curious to be, to, to know what it is now, check off. You weren't here for citizen con last year, though. I think you caught some of the content in the time that you've been playing. But for those who don't know, citizen con is a convention because you know, we're really geeky people and that's coming from someone named way too geeky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where people actually t- have a full day of panels all about different things within the star citizen world and so normally we're treated to a bunch of different sessions about different pieces of the game you might have seen last year they had tony z talk about the dynamic economy they have a panel presentation which is a big keynote and a, bu- a bunch of stuff in between Uh, essentially what they said is that's not what that is not what is going to happen. So what do you think earth? What do you expect to see from digital citizen con quote unquote?
2: That is a great question. And one I don't have an answer for, because you know, if they're not going to, you know, they're not doing anything live. And if they're not going to do, I guess kind of a remote kind of thing, I guess that's what they're calling digital. Then I can only imagine more of the uh, kind of, in game, maybe kind of showcasey like stuff we've seen before. Uh, that I think that's all they're really left with, and maybe that's what they're planning. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, Chekhov, What do you, and what would you hope for, actually, Earth? Before we
2: move on to Chekhov's thoughts. Uh, I I like the commercials. Give me commercials. Give me more Star Citizen commercials.
0: Oh, like so. Uh, I think that will still take place. I think that'll be the IAE.
2: Yeah. You know, and you know, if it, if it's like, even though it may not be digital remote, I don't know how they would do it, but I, you mentioned Tony Z that was actually my favorite presentation. Uh, Yeah, that was, that was the best one. So if they could really reveal a a little bit, you know, I, I think that's a good time to sort of reveal what's, what's, what's planning, but not too far in the future. You know, if they could give us kind of what's in the, you know, imminent future that they're really planning and and give us some information there in whatever form it comes across. I don't know. But uh, that's what I'd really like to see, because I want to see, you know, exactly how close do you think we are to Squadron 42, to a dynamic economy, to opening up pyro, to just maybe putting in more, uh, I'll call it kind of cargo uh, variants, you know, uh, the, the cargo decks were just a location. I was really wanting to get some missions or, you know, kind of cargo driven stuff. So I'd like to hear more about the actual yeah. gameplay that's forthcoming, that they really not just projections, you know, but like, they're pretty sure, you know, in the next six months, <laughs> you know, this is what we think we can really do. This is what's really coming. Cause I do get excited about that stuff too.
0: Yeah yeah and uh, i mean with the cargo decks my biggest surprise isn't even that we don't have the missions they didn't even put the trade terminals in the in the location like prime prime example of something they could have done to make that even a place we visit like it make it makes me a little concerned i think we'll see more with the next patch or maybe even with the same patch who knows but i think more with the next patch with with that Oh, but I'm sure. a little disappointed that it's not a place that we actually go to trade the cargo right yet.
2: Yeah. And um, I know I know it's just implementation zero exactly. of it. Exactly. And they're planning a whole bunch of stuff around it. But, you know, you do like to see, at least when they introduce it, just a little, put a little meat on that bone for me. You know, that's what I, I yeah, would exactly. like to see that. Yeah. I mean, we've, well, I just crashed, by the way.
1: I just crashed, too. Um, cool. That's yeah. my cue to go to life. <laughs> I yeah. had enough of PT.
0: That's my cue to just stick to the script. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I same thing here. What about you, Chekhov? What do you What do you think is going to happen? What do you hope happens?
1: I actually caught the uh, tail end of it, and I was a total newbie, right? So n- yeah. without any preconceived notion, without knowing the – I was just so – fascinated and one thing I still remember to this day is that session on the economy you know that uh, that that was very cool I mean that, and, and I've been since then I've been hoping for that pretty much the whole year to see some advancement towards that obviously not much has happened and you know I me mean, we always talk about it you know when do we actually yeah. gonna sort of equalize the earnings so that you can earn X per hour doing whatever you enjoy doing and and, you know, that really, if the certain, you know, material is needed, then, you know, Planet X or the demand the versus supplies and out of balance. Well, when is that all really going to come into play? So i kind of looking forward to that and definitely some, at least some more previews on Squadron, you know. Uh, you know, just give me, yeah. I'm not hoping for anything more, but just kind of give me some more cool videos, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, what I think is going to happen, um, one, uh, certainly the voting thing, you know, the Imperator is going to be a big deal this quote unquote citizen con. You know, I think we'll start to see more of it. We're seeing the in game vestiges of it within the PTU with the advertisements and such. I think we're coming to a vote pretty soon because it's almost the actual election here, and I think that's mirroring that for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think we'll see a pillar talk. Um, We haven't gotten one in a while. They're kind of late. They're a little behind on their pillar talks. They usually do them once a quarter, and I'm hoping this one will be really interesting. I'm hoping we'll see something about um, theaters of war. This would be a great time to release theaters of war if they can. Yeah. Um, But I'm really, really hoping that we have something more about Squadron 42. And I'm hoping that we have some sort of demo. It doesn't have to be super extensive, but something interesting. And hopefully they'll have the new roadmaps out soon. You know, I'm guessing that they're treating this Citizen Con period as like not one date and time, but like a series of really exciting pieces of content that we get for the next few weeks. And in that case, then I think the Xeno threat stuff could start to come to fruition that they've been warning us about. Maybe they'll do something with the Arlington Bounty, um, Idris missions that they've mentioned. Who knows?
1: It feels yeah, like I agree with you on the roadmap. Stuff. A lot of pressure on the roadmap. They have to put out there. My guess is that they're going to put out a roadmap.
2: So let me ask this. Yeah, I mean, let me ask this. Do you think, head? you know how that you got this bug at Port Olisar, mm-hmm. the sort of uh, death bug? Do you think there's a possibility that that is a hint at the removal of Port Olisar? Hmm. Not intentional. I don't know. Not, not intentional, yeah. but, you know, they started to you know pull the plug and they pulled it out just a little too far they lost a little juice and uh you know but that's something that is this right around the corner it
0: what? could be the case i mean the whole Xeno threat thing i mean we've been theorizing that port alassar was going to be rubble from those initial like you know those those audio clips that we were hearing at po and some other major locations um
1: yeah, but doesn't, even you know, something needs to replace it. Like Crusader needs to go live or something needs to happen. I mean, we can't lose a PO. Check I mean off. it's a major trading station. Hello.
0: Sorry. Oh, I hear you now.
1: Oh. Uh it's uh I was saying PO is like a major trading station. It's uh very, you know, for yellow for you know, for mining, for, for many, many different things. Um So it can't just go away, right? It would have to be replaced by another space station, right?
0: I feel like they won't replace it until they have um, Orison, personally. Hmm. But who knows? Because they've been building to... They probably won't replace it until they have the whole, like, refinery, um, cargo stuff finished. But I could be wrong you know yeah, it's but, highly possible they'll do it now who knows
1: Right, but think about how logically it's really is not feasible is the then it's going to be the only planet that you cannot land on and yet it's the, you know, the and, and it doesn't have a space station and and then it has moons you know orbiting it and that's about it
0: yeah but it's also not critical
1: you know, i guess when that, you go to grimax
0: yeah, and don't forget, it used to be the only place we can go.
1: What? Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, like before, the only place you you would be able to spawn at Port Olisar, you couldn't land anywhere. You could just fly, do different missions, and then the only other thing you had was Cryastro to repair and rearm your vehicle.
2: It was a thin verse. Very thin. It
0: was very thin. But we were so excited because it's like, you're in your ship. Can you believe it? It's real. It's tangible.
1: I know. For me, it's the same thing. It's like, that's my birthplace. You know, PO is where I spawned and got into my first ship and, you know, couldn't figure out how to take off and crash, you know, a million times. And, you know, I can't see that just disappearing. That will be really sad for me.
2: Oh, <laughs> we don't want to make you sad, Chekov.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: They're definitely going to replace it. Chekhov, calm down.
1: I know. I'm like, you know, that's my savior. It's my go to. You know, whenever I, I want to, you know, make a quick buck, I, you know, easy sell. The I could sell everything there. I can buy whatever I need. You know, all in one place.
2: But it's it's become dangerous now. I mean, now it's it's the hangout for for the you know ruffians for the pirates i mean well, port olisar is almost starting to get to be a, a defense point for you know the pirates of the of the verse
1: yeah that, that's true but but it's i almost feel it's the only one that as soon as you're out of quantum re- literally in seconds you you're safe because you, you already you know basically you got your landing request in so your cargo is safe you're in armistice zone like you know to me, I've I personally never really had an issue. I know it's happening, but I personally never. I also don't link around like you know. I just zoom right in, you know.
2: Gotcha. You know? Well, 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 riddle me this, my my Russian friend. What if? Because they have talked about this too. They have talked about uh, you know, and I assume they're going to do it, removing the armistice zone areas around the kind of the I guess the. What do you call it? Like the rest stop, kind of orbital yeah. space station areas. What if Port Olisar is also part of that orbiting station? Armistice zone removal. Now it's not a matter of just coming out of quantum and you know, you know, beating boosters to you know get inside. Now that could become a hot spot.
1: Oh yeah, the, then I the, then I'm okay. I'll let it go then. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, another grim and Yeah, then there's no point.
2: Which is one of the I think- things I get. I'll, I will say I'm I'm actually the most excited about, oddly enough, for this for this patch is, is removing those zones and just introducing more of that danger in the verse. I think it's just going to be, I mean, I'm going to hate it and I'm going to love it at the same time. Way more
0: emergent gameplay.
1: Yeah, I agree. And we and we as an org would we, have to be a little bit more organized. Right now, we really. I mean, we kind of of course, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about planning for this because it has a lot of broad implications. You know, I mean, you look at some of the landing spots on different moons, the ones that don't have armistice zones, all of a sudden those are places where you could die at any moment. Yeah. But I would say those are some of the most fun times when we've been attacked by somebody and all of a sudden the whole org is there flying in with eclipses torpedoing anyone who dares attack one of our ships.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I can't tell you how many times it only happens when I'm carrying quantanium back to Levski, you know, boom. I'm <laughs> you but know. is that, is
0: that someone attacking you or is that the quantanium checkoff?
1: No, 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 no. It's somebody attacking me. Well, look, it, it, or, or it's me doing, uh, you know, combat landing because i was listening to one of our work members said just full throttle fly all the way in decouple and you're there so i did all that and boom, method. face planted <laughs> right into the mountain
0: the cav method works for cav
1: yeah exactly it was cav
0: yes i,
1: <laughs> I know so
0: i wonder if you know what time it is check off
1: uh is it the bug of the week or no you it? always guess too early Oh, okay. It's
0: time for science.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So in this segment, Earth, in case you didn't know, we talk about what we did in the past week in the name of science. What'd you do to test out in the verse? Experiment and see what was going on. So, uh, Earth, why don't you start? Did you do anything to sort of like test anything out? Did you have a hypothesis?
2: I I did. As long as I can stretch that timeline backwards just a little bit.
1: Uh, sure, it's, into it's a week in your week time
2: prior. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, I've actually been exploring the, I'll say the darker side of the Star Citizen player, you know, experience. Dare I say piracy, like uh, smuggling, uh, all around MicroTech. Because I will tell the people who have been following that once again that ten days on MicroTech. It's been more than ten actual physical days. I've actually been spending what is it now, like two, almost three months on yeah, that it's series. Been a while. Yeah, but I will tell anybody listening, I have yet to actually leave Microtech. I've been nowhere else in the verse in that three months. I have kept my my ship and myself on Microtech. So everything I've done has been there. Everything, wow, um, video or not. So I'm actually exploring the piracy and smuggling that's available at microtech because believe it or not there's quite a bit amazing um so
0: what would you find from that experiment
2: well that experiment you have to watch the video for
0: oh perfect (laughs) that's right everybody check out earth's video on that topic? Did you post it yet?
2: No, no. That's uh, oh. like I said. Uh, that's actually going to be coming here. Uh, I'm usually got a little bit of lag time between yeah. content uh, gathering and you know editing and stuff. But it's going to be. Uh, it's. I will say it's going to be part of the 10 day series. Perfect. Excellent. Mm. And
0: and we will include links in the show notes to Earth's content where you can find his 10 day series. It's really great. Um, I've been watching um yeah what about you Chekhov what'd you do for for
1: those of of you that are listening and not gonna look at the links it is earth with a silent o right yes yes it is okay yeah so you know it's some before I talk about what I what I found which which I did this week country to last um you know one thing comes to mind when you talk about piracy is you know I caught a couple of these videos about the Jumptown Wars, because you know I've been catching for the whole lore series, mm-hmm. and you know I didn't even know about that. So I guess uh, once upon a time, Widow was it, because yes. you know, and and it was so valuable that you know you actually had Jumptown Wars. By the way, I've never been to Jumptown.
0: Uh so it it was a hot spot. It was the emergent gameplay place in the verse. For, I would say, what, two or three patches, Earth?
2: Yeah, definitely. In fact, at the very beginning, it was just this very rare spot. There was only one mission that would take you there. And then, of course, you know, people kind of started posting how to get there because if you didn't have the mission, you know, where are you going to find this thing? On, on Yella, uh, and then people s- kind of started posting about how to get there, how to navigate, you know, using the stars, you know, to get down to the planet. Uh, and, and then it did, it started to become this hot spot cause it was the one place to be able to get these products. Uh, it, it was maybe a little overkill because it had, a, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, I think it was like an unlimited quantity of the product almost that you could get and that kind of stuff. But, right, right. Uh, but yeah, it would, it turned out to be a real like, uh, you know, either guys defending it to get the goods for themselves, or you had, uh, I guess, people playing police. What's the better word for it? Yeah. To yeah, come okay. in and exterminate these people. Right, right. These Maladoos. Were...
1: Yeah, they were actually was... funny. My, my... this was
2: before
0: you could actually earn, like keep the money you earn. So people were doing this just for the fun of it.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. Well, my first encounter with a widow was accidental because – what I had Aurora in the beginning, I took box missions, obviously, and the, it took me to orphanage. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I gave up my box and I go to the terminal, I see Widow, well, what is this thing? So I start kind of researching and I found this place, there's a hidden locker, right? I think it's mm-hmm. Cruel 5, if I'm not wrong. So supposedly buy some Widow, take you to the hidden locker, and you make loads of money. And it was actually true. Uh, you know, I made some uh, good money doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's, that was the whole Jumptown experience. I actually didn't, that was during one of my hiatuses. So I didn't really get into it that much, but it was it was a time where a lot of people, it was very like command and control. People were trying to lock it down. And to this day, whenever there's a new really cool ground vehicle or weapon, like, like when the Ballista launched, people would be like, could you imagine if we had this yeah. jump down? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but getting back to in the name of science, so I ended up uh, on Area 18 for the first time in several patches. And first mm-hmm. I was mesmerized. Like, you know, I forgot what the Area 18 looked like, and it really looks awesome. So I was walking around, and I decided, let me take a prospector and go to Walla and just, you know, mine Walla. And, uh, of course, I find Quantanium there. So, you no, know, I, I cracked the Quantanium. And a uh, good lesson learned. You really, first of all, you really need to know where to sell Quantanium back in Area 18. <laughs> That's step number one. Step number two, you have to remember how do you lend on Area 18. <laughs> so <laughs> I take my Quantanium, I take it back to area 18 and you know timing looks good you know, no no flashing lights everything is okay you know I request my landing I find the little green you know pathway I head in and then I got my little arrow so and I'm looking for that opening anything hangar from top down from the side anywhere I'm circling I'm looking I cannot find. I was requesting landing three, four times. I could not find a hangar to land in. And I yeah, because either on one
0: side of the building or the other. So if it's not, it's almost it's not a V shape per se, but it's almost like branches off of a tree. And so if you think it's on one side and you see the indicator, but you don't see a door open, it's on the other side of the highway.
1: Okay, it so like a
2: I take it that venture did not end well for you, Chekhov.
1: <laughs> uh, no, 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 not at all. So, again, lesson learned don't mind Quintanium on Walla
0: <laughs> or know where you're
1: landing. <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. I did not have anything that I did for science because I was just pet testing the PTU, so that was my for science, uh, the past week. I'm shocked. Actually, they went really fast through, and it's been pretty smooth except for the weird bugs that they've had. Um, so yeah, that's been been my experience. So check off now, mm. as you so kindly asked before. It's your bug of the week. What what bug have you experienced this past week?
1: Can I tell you something? I was looking for one, but I didn't find it. I have nothing to speak of.
0: You know what we should call this segment? What's bugging you, Chekhov? (laughs) Yeah, what's,
1: well, you you know, I actually, I actually did encounter something minor, but you told me it's been happening to you, but for the first time to me. You know how you get out of the bed, but it was odd because in the past, you, you would, you know, you would get up and get right back into it. But this time around, for some reason, I would get all the way down the stairs almost to the terminal, like in PO, for example, and it would land me right back in the bed. So yeah, that's, that's been happening weird. to me. But something minor, but that's about Any it.
0: weird bugs for you, Earth? No, I can't say that I have any bug of the week. Mine have just been PTU bugs where it's like, uh, you walk 20 feet outside of any
2: residential building and all of a sudden you just die. Well, yeah, the, the, um, the, the usual kind of, uh, yeah. you know, early release kind of stuff. But no, nothing that uh, nothing that comes to mind, actually.
0: That's pretty much it for me, too. Um, OK, cool. So with that, it brings us to our Q&A. And we had quite a few questions this week. So the first set of questions are coming to us through our Discord. Um, and the first one, we've got a lot of familiar faces. So don't be surprised. Um, We announced this week who our guests would be in advance, so people knew um, to tailor some questions if they wanted to. Uh, Admiral Cody is the first one up. He asks, uh, for Earth, what programs do you use to record um, your voice for your videos? And also, what is the most difficult part of creating a video?
2: Both good questions. So uh, I use a program called... uh, uh, it's called, uh, I guess it's called audio visual, audio visual studio. So it's the same kind of sweet package that I use for both the audio and the video editing. Um, it, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of capabilities, but it's also not one of the best out there, but it's relatively inexpensive. So that's what I use to capture my audio in that, uh, AVS studio, audio visual studio. Uh, And the part two was, what's the most difficult part? Is that what it was? Yes, correct. The most difficult part. Uh, You know, probably I would say I spend more time. I guess you could look at, you know, difficulty in terms of either actually doing or or time. I spend a lot of time and difficulty actually just gathering data. You know, your science segment, for instance, you know, it, it takes sometimes several days or weeks to get enough data. So I feel like, okay, this is something I can consistently report on. I've been able to repeat this two or three times. So, uh, you know, gathering the data can be very long because as people that watch my stuff, they know it's, it's not just me yakking over, you know, just random stuff in the background. I'm actually kind of trying to do and show. Uh, so that takes a lot of time. And, and what might surprise people is also the number of hours spent in editing. I mean, it's pretty common for me to spend 16 hours a week just assembling the visuals and audio together.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, yeah. it's. It takes long enough for a podcast, and I would say we've we've been pretty bare bones in the way what we approach this. So, I can only imagine what video, especially especially when you're trying to get the B roll and
1: everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: like this, this one I'm putting together this week, it has over a hundred cutscenes in it. So it, it's just oh right. really my
1: Yeah, and your post production is always cool. I mean, all those little snippets. I mean, that's what makes it fun and entertaining. You
0: definitely take a different approach compared to other people for sure, um, which I think has been good. And you do have really good B-roll because it's pretty much tailored to the episode. Um, So a question for everyone from Admiral Cody is what can CIG do to improve the new player experience? So first to you, Earth, what do you think? Uh,
2: I think before, I think before adding even new locations, I think I think they need to add a little bit more to some of the existing mechanics we got. You know, earlier on we mentioned just you know expand trade a little bit. You know, whether that be uh, mm-hmm. the loading of cargo, whether that be cargo missions, whether that be you know introducing more variety. I think they need to expand some of the existing stuff a little bit more. They've done great with mining. I can't really say anything about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think some of the other things that we've just started to kind of get a little bit, but have stayed pretty stagnant for a while, I think we need a little bit more fleshed out. Because imagine how excited all the cargo running and trading guys, which people love to do, if they had more more substance to deal with there.
0: Yeah, I almost think about it as if they can create... If they can make it more engrossing to have 10 days on Microtech, you know what I mean? Like a new player who has a ship that isn't very well, you know, built to cross the system over and over again, keeping as much content in such a short amount of distance would be ideal, I think. I I think you're absolutely right. What about you, Chekhov?
1: Well, to me, it's like, I guess you have to kind of look at the demo of the demographic of the player that's entering the game. Like, you know, somebody's a total novice. I mean, you could really get lost and really discouraged and quick very early on without any guidance. And that was like me, if you stay alone without an org, without assistance, you you really get yourself in hot water because it's a complete open sandbox. Uh, To me, it was more of a maybe some a little bit more of a guided tutorial. Maybe, like you said, keep it contained to a certain easier area with a basic mission, uh, you know, or, you know, kind of crawl, walk around type of a scenario before you let them out into the full verse. Can I add a second
2: one to that as well? Sure. You know, I I think because we're talking about kind of the new player, uh, I don't think a lot of new players... Even as prepared as people might make them, you know, through different commentary, I don't think they're prepared prepared for the bugs and alphaness of uh-huh. the verse. So yeah. when they, yeah, when they do put out one of these updates and releases, it, I think for a new player, it just needs to be as clean and as smooth as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um,
2: so I don't have
0: anything beyond what you guys already said, cause they were great. I would, I would definitely say, you know, it's like the one thing I would comment is the guide system, I think is sort of their way of trying to be a, um, like a tutorial because they know it doesn't make sense to have a tutorial quite yet, but I would say, yeah, they need to find a way to at least, make it easier like even the guide system i i mean no one's ever asked me
1: right, uh, for, right. A,
0: for a guide you know like i've never been asked as a guide it's never happened you know it would have been nice um but yeah i think that can be interesting
1: yeah i think maybe um, the guide needs to be modified maybe uh, mm-hmm. orcs, uh you know need to be guides as an org because You know, it's uh, look, we we have game life and then we have real life. And sometimes it's hard to connect with your guide. But when you have a whole org maybe supporting you, like we do our new players, right? Maybe that would be Mm -hmm. more helpful.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's easy. The thing I have noticed is because I had one person request me as a guide once, but I missed it because I'm never on Spectrum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's easy to miss. And, you know, I hope I hope they make it just easier just to be able to get a guide and and be able to, you know, access that kind of level of help. So I think that's a great idea, like having an org level guide system uh, could be good. Um, So then our next question comes from another well-known name on the podcast, Techno. Um, His first question. Well, actually, his only question is for Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a two first. So the first part of the question is, what has been your motivation in backing and making your Star Citizen videos? So I think, I think to paraphrase, what's been your motivation in backing the game? And why do you make your videos?
2: Uh, motivation and backing, it's actually an academic one, initially with uh, Star Citizen. Um, one of my, I guess in my real life you know i'm a process engineer so i study organizations and how they go about uh, developing software and uh, provide you know coaching and training and uh, guidance and things like that about how to improve those processes so i i heard about the star system project and of course uh, you know loving games it was just a natural fit so i was like you know i want to get involved and i i held back for a little while until we got pretty near 3.0. I think I jumped in about three months before 3.0 came out. I was like, okay, let me actually get into this game. And I did. And so I I got excited, not only about the game, but about their development model and wanting with their, I'll say relative kind of openness about the game, Uh, you know, was able to kind of follow what they were doing. You know, when they talk about, uh, when they do talk about their actual development activities i really understand what's going on there and i've had a couple uh side conversations uh, with some of the guys that actually conduct the execution of their development a little bit which is which is pretty interesting so in terms of the game that's kind of been my that wasn't my initial motivation it was not just the game itself which i thought was pretty exciting but actually the development too awesome
0: now his second question was, "What words of encouragement can you offer?" Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, we didn't actually finish the second part, which is why'd you decide to do your videos? It sounds well, like they're kind of interrelated,
2: a little bit. Uh, but you know, the the video production had a lot to do with the fact that I I really just love creating what I hope anyway is is high quality videos. You know, and uh, I do like kind of opening. The you know can of worms a little bit digging a little deeper in into the game because I think people that say there's nothing to do in Star Citizen are wanting a game that presents itself a little bit more not quite as just open here it is you know find out and figure out what there is to do um, and there really is a lot of things to do in the game uh, and yeah. I, I wanted to kind of explore some of that and uh, create high quality videos around it. Cause I, I do enjoy the, just the assembly of stuff. A- and I started seeing in the game, just a lot of, uh, I'll also say wrong ideas, misconceptions. People, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would see it in, in chat in game or you would see it in Reddit where people would say stuff. And I was like, that's not right, <laughs> you know? That that's that's really not what their intended plans are, or that's not how it works. So I wanted to try to also give information that was as accurate and as well researched as I could make it.
0: Awesome. And then the second part of this is, what words of encouragement can you offer to your fellow Reed workmates?
1: Wow, Uh,
2: (laughs) words of encouragement. (laughs) That's a good one. Go
1: techno plug.
2: I tell you. Um, uh, I would say, you know, if you, if you like, if you like camaraderie in a group and you like mutual respect, both within the group and, and beyond, you know, to, to people that are, we're interacting with, then, you know, read is probably the organization for you. There's almost always somebody on, you know, mo- most days, you know, doing something, and it's very open. It's very receptive. It's not aggressive. It's—I'll uh, say—it's kind of, uh, I guess, I could say, all ages, <laughs> so, so to speak. Uh, yeah. You know, so, sort of any anyone's welcome into that arena, and uh, is open to almost anything that you know you want to do. People are very supportive. So you know, if you're wanting to have a lot of support, a lot of camaraderie, and, and you want to do it in a very respectful manner, then reads a great place.
0: Awesome. Um, So our next question, and he had two questions technically, um, comes from Georgie. He's our dear friend from the land of Greece. And he asks, um, which function mechanism module would you want your ships to have? Um, So Earth, why don't you
2: start? Uh, You know, even though I'm IT now, I said as a process engineer now, by schooling... I'm actually a scientist myself uh, in the bi- botany and a lot of biochemistry type stuff. So So what I would like on board my, as a module on board my ship and I 'll call it a module, but it might be a whole ship um, and I 'm hinting at the endeavor: I want my biodomes. I want to grow my oh, plants, yeah. you know, even if it's just like a I 'll say a freelancer Max sized ship where the body is my biodome growing area and the little front mini compartment is where i'm storing my goods i just think that's such a cool thing i want to be a space farmer i admit it
0: yeah it's pretty cool and even the um the homesteads with the the farming module looks pretty cool too that they've showed off
2: oh yeah Uh, give me hydroponics baby and i'm in oh yeah uh what about you Chekhov?
1: Well, listen, if a toilet is considered to be a module with all the waters that we're drinking, you know, we really need somewhere to go. So <laughs> I really like to have them functional and maybe take a shower once in a while. Just that dripping water effect would be cool. <laughs> we
0: still won't be able to see ourselves in the mirror, but at least we'll have oh, yeah, it.
1: We are, we are vampires and uh, CIG. Space right. vampires.
0: Um. I think I just want more advanced scanning. I want scanning to mean something. I want I want more in-depth ability to, you know, either chart locations, chart terrain, pinpoint spots that you can go back to, and obviously all that's going to be pending on things like iCash, but still. Um actually he had said he'd love to harvest stardust and make it into beer. Um but yeah, um, and if if uh, if he had to be serious, he wanted to somehow make his ship be invisible. So, whether that's visibly invisible or v- invisible to scanners, I'm not entirely certain. But that would be cool too. Smells and like then, cloaking
2: technology, doesn't it?
0: Exactly. And I think isn't that aren't the Tavaran ships supposed to have maybe not cloaking, cloaking, but sort of like more dynamic stealth? That wasn't a rhetorical question, folks. Mm. Anybody? No. No? Nobody know? I don't Um, know. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, to you, Earth, Georgie asked, how hard is it to create content for a game that is um, in a very lengthy alpha stage? Um, You could have covered everything. You could have covered everything with that slow progression, yeah. So, in other words, you know, with the amount of time this is taking, you could have probably covered every bit of content that the game had. So, right, you right. know, what's the challenge with alpha stage content?
2: Great question, great question. I, I'm going to give that. That's a that requires two answers to really cover that. Do I, am I allowed two answers? You're allowed as many answers as you want, Earth. Good, good, because uh, it it really requires two answers. One in terms of the difficulty in the content. I do have to look, the The difficult part is I do have to look for something new, not in terms of the game, but in terms of what other content creators have not already beaten to death. So yeah, uh, yeah I don't want to just trod existing ground. You know, if, mm-hmm. I, if I do a ship review, I, I want not to just go over the ship for instance, I want to try to maybe put it in context with similar ships a little bit more or uh, just do something a little bit different. You know, I I mean, you know, I've probably put out over 40 just mining videos at least, but I've actually never done a tutorial on mining, just the mechanics of mining. And I've never done a, a review of like the prospector itself. It's always been embedded in some other thing or just... I I did one fun thing. I just examined all the different labels on board the prospector, Yeah, you know, just in a way to, so trying to find something a little bit new and a little bit different and something that I hope is interesting to people, uh, because I'm I'm kind of digging a little deeper is, is challenging because you you do have to kind of put on your creativity a little bit and you do have to research a little bit.
1: So you're like me, I I look for dents on the trains.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> Dents uh,
2: in the trains,
1: especially the one that moves for no for sure. reason.
2: For sure, you know the, now. Now, the second part of the question, in terms of you know, hey, it's uh, it's an alpha in the state. It's been so long. I've actually had no shortage of content to cover. Uh, there's always there's always something more. And I kind of touched upon this, I think, a little bit before where I said, you know, you, uh, if you're looking for a game that just presents the obvious, I mean, you could condense, you know, Star Citizen into, okay, I can either fight, trade, uh, deliver boxes, or I don't know, mine, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you really just distilled it down that that crudely, you know, you can say, okay, that's all there is to do. But underneath of there is a lot of layers. There's a lot of stuff to do and I would challenge someone to say, you probably haven't visited every spot of every moon and planet. And I'm not talking about just like landing locations, like marked locations. Have you really gone everywhere now? Not that there's anything out there to find right now, but there's, there's always something kind of hidden, you know? Uh, you know, like when I put out that video about, uh, I'm calling it Aaron's Halo even though it might uh you know kind of move around a little bit in the future. So yeah. many people were you know wrote back and said you know I've been playing this game for a year I didn't even know that was there. And it's yeah. just you know, there's there's, yeah. there's just so and many things our, not talked about.
1: And that's our go-to spot point. for Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, there's there's so many like little things to kind of discover or do or do differently. Uh so I actually have that's not a challenge for me. I I there's no shortage of content. I even said I'm, I'm having trouble. I've actually had to leave several things on the table because I thought at first, oh, well 10 days. Surely there can't be 10 very different things to do, you know? I thought yeah. I might struggle with that, but it's been the exact opposite.
0: Amazing. I mean, yeah, and it's only going to keep growing. Exactly. So um, we got one question from our email. For those who don't recall, it's readcastsc at gmail.com. And this comes to us from Canuck2099, uh, who is also in our org. Um, And he asks, what are your thoughts on CIG's decision in light of the Origin 100 series launch? To raise the pledge cost for the Avenger Titan and the 300i by $5 to offset what they consider the perceived value of the ships. Uh, So why don't you start Earth?
2: I don't have a big issue with them raising it $5. Uh, I think for people that, because you can't go in the other direction. You know, I I think, you know, I think for people that bought a ship at a price and then you drop the price $5, uh, if anything that causes more angst, angst, because people are like, Hey, well, now it's at a discount, you know, give me my $5 back. Uh, but I think moving forwards, you can always nudge up the price a little bit. Uh, I don't have a big issue with it. Uh, as you know, we talked about like the 100 series, if anything, I would have liked them to see those ships come in a little bit lower, particularly the, yeah. the two variants. But it it doesn't bother me. I know it you know creates a lot of uproar whenever things like that happen. A price gets raised or or something like that. But uh, let, let's face it: like the Avenger Titan is a great ship at the price point, and yeah, it was a bargain. It was a bargain at that price. So. You raise it $5. doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, what about you,
0: off, And I'll yeah, be
1: right back. I, I agree. The Avenger Titan is my go-to ship. So, Justin you know, I have some bias. So, to me, it's a non-issue. And I think we actually, early on in the show, we had a pretty lengthy discussions about the pricing levels. I just kind of think overall, uh, again, my opinion, they're trying to give players more options under 100, you know, uh, under 100 price point, just to have more options where they can get into the game, and um, and I think Earth, you kind of mentioned that, yeah, once you get you know beyond that 50 dollar level, which is kind of you know pushing it, you know, there are games out there, you know, box games at 65, okay, that's a stretch, 69 maybe, then once you go really beyond that. That is, you know, pushing it. But uh, as far as, you know, Titan specifically, yeah, I don't really have an issue with that. I think it's, you know, still well worth it. It's a great ship. Uh, I believe we lost our host for a second. I think uh, uh, Geeky said that he would be right back. And um, he has our agenda.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more actually about the whole, you know, pricing thing, uh, mm-hmm. because it's weird. You know, like I said, I, I based my sort of what I started ship at those prices, but then I look at, we can look at something completely different. You know, we can compare it to another really popular game. We can compare it to world of Warcraft that has a subscription model and, mm-hmm. Lord knows how much money I dropped over the years buying that monthly subscription. It added up to a lot more than like what you and I were just saying is that kind of $65, you know, max sort of game. I mean, it's added up into hundreds of dollars uh, into that. So, you know, it, it. I think when it comes to CIG and their pricing because it's not subscription, uh, you know, uh, how much is the you know, how much is a game experience worth is what it kind of comes down to.
1: Yeah. No, I agree.
2: Since you could always buy it in game. I mean,
0: true.
1: Right. And,
0: And I would also say like, you look at the subscription we pay for content now. I mean, it's $10 a month for paying for the YouTube content that we get from star citizen or the Twitch content that we get from star citizen. So, I mean, you know, if, if you're paying for that, you're a, a what a subscriber, you're, you're paying $10 a month, that's easily a ship. I do agree that it's sort of, they're a little high-priced for entry-level ships. But then they'll say, well, it's an origin ship. It's not really entry-level. It's like, you know, it's a Porsche versus
2: a Honda.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: do you think there's going to be a big repricing? Uh, at some point and I hate it when people say when the game is finished because I don't think it's ever going to be finished and I don't mean that as a cut on CIG I just mean their development model sort of dictates that it's never finished it's always expanding and growing and that would be smart for them to always do that Uh, but at some point when it's kind of I guess out of of alpha out of beta you know this is the product, and now we're just going to kind of keep building the verse from there. Do you think they're going to go through a major repricing?
1: Well, Probably. uh, Yeah, I do too. And I always brought up that question because, you know, first of all, the the big part of this is that um, as far as monetary persistence was not there, now now it it pretty much is. So people were not buying, uh, you know, ships in game and holding on them because we saw the wipes. So, you know, granted, I think we're going to have you know, alpha to beta wipe and you know beta to you know launch wipe it will happen. But I think once all that is done and and the persistence is there, then then what what is the model? I think the the the, the real dollar pledges are gonna come down and now you're gonna have to rely on what? Is the question. Well Well, I mean I,
0: I have posited it a few times too because um Not too long ago, they were hiring a monetization expert and people were up in arms on Reddit and people were like, oh, they better not charge a subscription because if they start charging a subscription, well, I mean, it would be going against what they said, but my whole thing is whatever's going to make the game most successful. So if that means we're going to have the best possible game for 2 million players versus the best possible game for three without a subscription, or, you know, like a a less good game for 3 million players, but no subscription, I'd rather have the subscription, right? That they could still afford to make a really amazing game.
2: Um, It is hard to see a, a sustainable model. 10 Without years that. from now or several years from now, right? Just selling ships or skins. Right. That don't. It's a big company. There's 500 employees, even at a modest salary. You know, I mean, hopefully these are technical people, you know, that, that know what they're doing. Even a modest salary of like 50,000 a year, which in IT is reasonable. That's 25 million a year just for salaries. That's a lot of income. That's a lot of ships. That's a lot of yeah. ships.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see that there's, there's got to be a subscription model and, you know, Chris Roberts will apologize profusely, you know, but it's going to come, but you know what, from what I understand, most of the, you know, supporters are, are voluntarily subscribers now, right? Because they see there's added value. So it's all about the value that CIG is going to bring to the table with that subscription.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so last but not least, we got an actual voicemail question. Um, so that's through Anchor. If you go to anchor.fm slash readcast. Wow. Are you know, we really included. that
1: popular? We're getting all these questions coming. Do you get to hear platform? it? Right. Yeah, yeah. we're going
0: to play it right now. It's from Netsmage. He is our oh. org jokester. So you will detect mm-hmm, a hint mm-hmm. of silliness, but I'm still playing the question.
1: Hello. what, uh, <laughs> ship is most profitable <laughs> for mining? So, hmm. okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I get what you're saying. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so, why don't you go first, Earth? I don't think he's making fun of you, Off by the way. I think he's just being a goof.
2: <laughs> you don't yeah. think so? I thought that sounded I, pretty direct. It
1: sounded like, uh... <laughs> It sounds sort of like a, some kind of a European accent. I can't really place it, but sounded maybe European, maybe Asian. I'm not sure.
2: I don't know. I think we need to go just a little bit east of Europe on that one. But yeah, uh... okay.
1: Okay, fine. We'll I'll take
2: off. it. I don't think
0: he got it right, okay?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, you do a much better Russian accent. But um, I, I think at this point it's almost a no-brainer if you ask me. I mean, it's well. First of all, it's either one or the other. So it's prospector or the mall. And to me, I think it's the prospector.
2: You know, he might be uh, throwing the rock in there, but I think there's a lot of rebalancing. It, uh, you know, I think it depends whether you are operating the ship as it's intended, or whether or as you can today. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, i think the prospector has a potential well you know I, i'm gonna i was gonna say it has the potential to be more profitable but i think if we look f- if we're looking forward a little bit into the game those exchangeable bags and the yep. quantity of bags on the on that ever loving mole yeah i mean you could really start hauling it in with that
0: it's what three sets so they have three on each side and there's three bags per bag right
1: right but but again the question is is it what is the definition of profitability how much you can earn per hour I'm i'm assuming that's the question right
0: yeah but that's also so i guess we have to assume that's under current conditions because in in my mind in future conditions We won't just be finding, oh, here's a quantanium, you know, rock. We'd find a whole scattering of them together because I think the idea would be, oh, okay, we want resources to be clustered so that there's some kind of control and there's a reason to go out with the bigger ships. You know, if you have an Orion, you're not going to go for one rock. You're not searching for mineables with an Orion, right? You're looking for the big, big, big asteroid with everything that you ever want sure with a with the mole you're not searching for that single rock in th- in theory right
1: right but, but <laughs> again we're right we're talking about the future i think the question was yeah. what is happening today so today if you put the rock into the mix i would say it's number one rock number two prospector number three mole if it's earnings per hour right yeah. what the future may bring i mean i agree with you there's so many possibilities i mean a maybe you know you can once you dump the quantanium on the orion the alarm goes off right so it's safe so you know think right and orion is hovering over the you know uh, yellow or air halo and you got a bunch of prospectors or moles kind of all floating right so there's yeah there are many many different possibilities there yeah
0: well and the thing about the Orion which isn't even in game yet is it can filter out um things that you're not looking for so you can actually specify which containers will have which resource uh-huh. and it will spit out inert um, materials so oh, yeah. you know that'll be interesting to see but it'll be expensive to take out so
1: right you know. right yeah see talking about you know we should probably put in the you know into our podcast another sort of a segment you know the sort you keep of the, adding
0: segments every week. Check off
1: <laughs> <laughs> desired desired functionality. Like this is really cool stuff. This is the kind of stuff that really we're all waiting for, and takes this game to the whole different level. You know the economy. You know that really, really you know cool functionality. The 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 you know the the deeper sort of I, I would call the the intelligent functionality, where you're not just mindlessly turning the laser on and off, but you know, you have some decisions to make. You got ship A sitting here, ship B sitting here. Where do I put what and when? And you know what, you know, who's gonna help me and you know, I can't do it alone. What are the resources? What are the assets? What are the org members I need to engage, skill levels, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think you're right. Like if you're if you're comparing the rock prospector m mole by sheer amount that you can mine in speed to be like effective. I think it's going to go rock prospector mole. Um what's the most fun though? I mean, I like rock mining and I like mole mining and prospector mining's okay.
1: Yeah. Really, in that order, I I take, well, so first I didn't have too much hands-on with the rock. I really like the prospector because it's it's definitely challenging, especially when you're out in the belt with Quintana with a little, you know, green slot that's also very tiny. Uh-huh. And, now, and now you also, well, as soon as they fix, fix the bug, now you have to manage your consumables, right? So yeah. you're out there, you only have really, what, five of them, I believe, or six that are equipable and that's it you're um, done
0: we have up to three slots and i think what's it five per slot on a helix laser yeah. oh yeah that's true and i forgot about the other two story. slots
1: oh uh, yeah so that's a that's a non-issue yeah you would have to come back anyway before yeah but um, that's if you're
0: using them some people i try not to use them if i can't if i don't if i don't have
1: to yes just yeah i agree you know, but it, sometimes it, the window is so tiny
2: yeah. And Chekhov is right. You know, this, you know, this discussion about mining and the different ships and the heads and the consumables, Yeah, it, it's almost its own segment because I, I really think there's going to be a lot of rebalancing of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: like right now, you know, you can solo the mole because you can put on a helix laser on one turret, you know, and go out and mine almost everything, you know, there's yeah. a couple things you can't get maybe, but I don't think that's CIG's vision for that ship. No. I think that's just kind of the current balance. I think there's going to be rocks out there that you need to have two or three operators to effectively use the mole. And there's going to be rocks that are just of a size, you know, Helix or not, you know, and there's going to be rocks that are smaller for the prospector. And like Mm -hmm. you said... (laughs) whole asteroids you know for the orion and and there's probably ships in between we haven't seen yet so this is that's a whole segment because we could talk for a long time about what the future of mining is going to be and how it's going to be balanced i think
1: yeah right so so essentially they gave us a mall to practice uh, basically the the real you know, mineables that that are to come are going to surpass Quantanium, but they're going to be uh, quite a bit more difficult to mine, and you'll need a fully equipped mall to really get to them, is, is essentially yeah. what you're saying.
0: I mean, it could even be the same minerals, but just higher
2: concentrations. And
1: larger okay. okay, right, and, right, right.
2: And I have a great love affair going on with the prospector, but I will say... The group mining with the mole, man, that's just, that's good eats right there. It's, yeah, it's really yeah, that's fun. a
1: lot of fun. And, and we did a lot of that when it came out. For some reason, we sort of stopped it. That's what we we're all doing. It's always
0: true. the flavor of the week right now until we sort of settle into something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, thank you everyone for submitting your questions this week. Um, it's always great to answer um, thoughtful questions meaningful questions uh just as a reminder you can do so three different ways you can submit them through our email address readcastsc at gmail.com you can submit a message through our anchor landing page which is anchor.fm slash readcast or you can go to our readcast discord which you can find in the show notes um earth thank you so much Uh, for taking part in this episode. Where can people find your content?
2: People can find my content, I am exclusively right now, on YouTube. And so you can just query, usually Earth, with an O, with a silent O at the beginning. I'm going to come up, particularly if you put in Earth Star Citizen, you'll come up. But I have started doing some other content because it's, I think it's just healthy for the channel to also include some other types of games. I mean, uh, Man Cannot Live on the prospector alone. So uh, yeah, you, you, you got to have some other food in, in that mix. So I started doing a couple other things, but yeah, on YouTube, there I am. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you again. Um, so don't forget if you are looking to explore the verse with a crew that is respectful, law abiding, um, as well as just really fun to hang out with, check out read uh, Reed, as always stands for research and Engineering. Through exploration and discovery. Thank you all for listening tonight, and we'll see you um, in the verse next time.
1: Thank you. Had a great time today.
0: Yeah, me too. It's great. All right. Bye, everybody.